Welcome to Fit Body Happy Joints. My name is Shannon. Today, we are going to talk about the five basics that lead to results that most people just skip right over. And we're also going to talk a bit about consistency and why I think people aren't consistent because they're not applying these basics. So hopefully this will be a great podcast that will kind of put a lot of the things I preach into one more concise episode. If you find value out of this podcast. I would love if you took just a second to write me a quick little review. We don't take advertising and so, and we don't plan to take advertising. So your reviews really help us grow. And also what really helps us grow is if you share this episode with someone that you feel like could benefit from this information. So one more quick announcement. We are doing a foundations program starting January 3rd. I am so excited about it. We're recording the classes right now. And the first two weeks will be completely free to the public for the month of January. So this is for anyone who wants to start an exercise program for the last time. Maybe you're, you've started and you stopped and you're just not able to stay consistent. My goal of this program is to get you consistent and make exercise a consistent, enjoyable part of your life for the rest of your life. So if you want to make exercise a habit going forward and you want to set yourself up for success, you don't want to move too fast and jump in too fast. I know one of the biggest mistakes that I'll talk about here in a second is people, you know, January one or two or three jump into a program that gets going way too fast and they burn themselves out mentally and physically. So we are going to go slow. This will be a program that is heavy in education and modifications. And don't get me wrong. I recorded the classes, um, or for the first week at least, and they are hard. Like my muscles were cooked, but not in a way that feels unsustainable or like painful. It's, it's an enjoyable way. So if you want to join our foundations program, I'm going to put a link in the uh, show notes where you can sign up. There's no credit card required for the first two weeks. So the first two weeks will be completely free and you could even repeat those first two weeks on week three and four throughout the month of January. If you want, the goal of this program is to gain strength and eventually gain more muscle mass without wearing down your joints and without wearing down your body in the process. So if you're a beginner, or if you, even if you've been exercising for a long time and you feel like maybe you're plateauing, this would be a perfect program for you. And you can, you know, take the full month. If you're an Evlo member, this will be included in the, in the Evlo membership. So if you want to really jump in and commit, I would just join the membership straight up. uh, But you can, um, you know, take the first two weeks and then technically you could get the first three weeks for free because you could sign up for the seven day free trial for the third week and then go on from there. I also want to say that you can do as much or as little of the program as you want. So if you take the first week and you're like, okay, I feel like I got this down and you want to jump into the regular live classes on the Evelyn membership, you can do that too. Obviously the regular live classes, you'd either have to join the seven day free trial or you'd have to already be an Evelyn member. But you Evelyn members, if you are like, okay, I need a refresher. I just need to, you know, start over for a second and back up. I think this would be a great, great program for you. And we will also have, um, an accountability group that a Facebook group where you can go and like, I, I would love if everyone posted like, you know, did my workout today and we can all kind of keep each other accountable. So link is in the description. If you want to get signed up for that, let's get into the episode. Recently, I have heard from so many people who are struggling to stay consistent. And one of the things I've heard time and time again from Evelyn members is that this is the first time 
they've ever looked forward to their workouts. And that is huge because that means you will keep coming back to your workouts and consistency is where the magic happens. And I think that's, you know, because we do a few very specific things that make your workouts feel satisfying and even enjoyable. Your brain is wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So when your workouts hurt and make you feel like crap about yourself and make you feel like you're on a constant hamster wheel of never doing enough, yeah, you're going to avoid those workouts and not stay consistent. When your workouts feel good and satisfying and your joints feel good afterwards and they don't completely deplete you, and yes, you're working your muscles hard, but in a way that doesn't feel destructive and painful, that's a workout that you'll go back to again and again. And when you can do that, exercise then becomes a part of your life and it becomes an there's becomes like a sense of ease with, with working out. It just feels like a natural part of your life. And that's when the results begin to compound. So why is consistency important? And I think most of us know that it is important, but I want to talk about the timeline of when you will see results in muscle growth, because I think most people give up right before the magic starts to happen. So you start up, you start a strength training program and you're like two to eight weeks in This is the time where strength improves pretty quickly and rapidly. So after a few weeks, if you're kind of starting from scratch, or if it's been a while since you've been consistent, you will notice you feel stronger. This could happen, you know, week two, you may be able to lift a little heavier weights after just like one month. If you're doing my programs, this is the time frame where you also start to feel better in your joints. Many of the members start to feel, you know, better if they're following the basics that I'm going to lay out for you today. They start to feel better in their joints and they're starting to feel stronger. And that's a really satisfying feeling. You might have less joint discomfort and you're just generally feeling better. However, you might not see, most people won't see significant improvements in muscle size or definition in this period. Now, once you get over that about eight weeks or so, and again, give or take for me, I'm a person that it takes longer than eight weeks because my body develops muscle mass very slow. (laughs) It does not naturally want to develop muscle mass. So eight weeks, sometimes a little bit longer for some people, sometimes a little shorter. This is when you'll start to see your muscles grow. And this is called hypertrophy. You will start to see muscles increase in size or the structural change in the muscle. So you're lifting more than you did when you started, you feel more stable, your joints feel better, and you begin to see your muscles popping. And you, you know, you might not be at your goal. And when are we ever really at our goal? Because the, you know, the goalpost just continues to move, which is, you know, part of the journey, part of the fun of it. It's a continual process. But if you continue to slowly and progressively lift, you will begin to see more muscle. A lot of people are afraid like, well, I don't want to just continue to get more and more and more and more muscle and just be like huge and bulky. That usually does not happen for women. Um, It takes a lot to get bulky. So I would not be concerned about that. And if you get to a point where you're like, okay, I have enough muscle, I'm just going to maintain, then that is a beautiful place to be. You can continue to just strength train, but not, you know, not go up in your resistance or your weights or your volume. So you can just maintain at that point. So don't worry. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to wake up and be bulky, right? It's a, it's a slow process. So, you know, six months down the line, you might be like, okay, I have enough muscle. Now I just want to maintain this. I don't want to add any more muscle. And that's a beautiful place to be as well. 
the beauty of gaining more muscle is that, well, a few things. Number one, we lose muscle as we age. So, you know, man, woman, whoever, everyone is slowly losing muscle. So we need to be at least maintaining what we have, hopefully adding more. And when we add more, your metabolism begins to increase as well. So you may start to notice eventually that you lose fat if you're appropriately, you know, implementing nutritional changes. So it happens slowly. And here's, I want to talk about what I've noticed in my own body, because I think a lot of you may relate to this. And I think, you know, a lot of our Evlo members experience something similar. So I started to feel so much better in my joints after about one month of doing exclusively the Evlo method. So I started Evlo in March of 2020 and it was a pandemic baby and it was actually called Levo back then. And it was way different than it is now. We were, you know, just sending out YouTube links. It was very, the platform was totally different, but you know, it was brand new. And the reason I started it was because I had a physical therapy practice that I had to shut down during the pandemic. So I, I had Evlo in the back of my mind. I had the concept in the back of my mind for, you know, years of how I wanted to develop workouts that were also building our body up, but not wearing them down because I was seeing, you know, my physical therapy clients who were fit, but their bodies felt like crap. So I just, I just knew there was a way that we could have both. We could feel good in our body and we could slowly start to get more fit. So I developed Evlo during that time. And that was also during the time where, you know, I, a lot of the fitness studios that I was, that I was teaching at while I was also, you know, working as a physical therapist shut down as well. So that was the first time I was exclusively doing just the Evlo method because before that, you know, I was also doing uh, different different workouts depending at the stu- depending on the studios that I was teaching at. So, after about one month of doing exclusively the Evlo method, I noticed that aches and pains that I used to have were no longer bothering me, and I used to have like chronic chronic pain pretty much all over my body. I I felt like I was like ninety five at all times, and those things started to slowly get better and better. And eventually I was waking up and I was like, huh, that movement that used to always bother me is like no problem anymore. Like I can do all of these things. And like, I'm just noticing that like my body doesn't hurt. And it was like an amazing thing. And then after about three months, I started to slowly notice more muscle growth. I was always you know, pretty thin. Um, but I wasn't muscular and I've always had a hard time developing muscle growth and I'm still definitely working on it. It's a slow process for me, but after about three months, I started to notice muscle growth. I've gone through periods of time where it seems to plateau a little bit, but it's, but then it'll seem like out of nowhere. Like I'm like, Oh, Whoa. Like I like catch myself in the mirror and I'm like, Oh gosh, like that muscle is like bigger than it was bigger than I thought it was. And so it kind of can sneak up on you and it's, it's not always like a linear progression. So I just want to say that there's going to be some kind of ups and downs and that's totally normal. But the beauty is that when you start to see your body improve just little by little, you're like, it almost gets like addictive. And I, I don't mean addictive, like in a negative way. I just mean like you start to enjoy the process more. So Keep in mind again, that it's difficult for me to gain muscle. And actually historically 
I would get injured anytime I would make any progress when I was doing more traditional strength training at the gym. Like I was doing, you know, heavy barbell squats and heavy deadlifts and heavy, heavy overhead presses and all of those more traditional exercises, I would start to make some progress and then I would get injured. So I've never been able to stay as consistent as I have. So I'm almost two years into doing this and knock on wood, I haven't had to take any time off due to cranky joints because I really apply these basics that I'm going to talk about today that I firmly believe should be the foundation of your workouts, but many people aren't actually applying these things and it leads to them physically and mentally burning out and, or it may not lead to optimal muscle growth and results from your workouts. So let's start by talking about the basics that many people overlook, and then we'll get into some reasons why people aren't consistent and how they're not applying these basics. So Basic number one is programming. Programming means you are planning which muscle groups you're going to work on which days and how much cardio you're going to add in, if any. If you're an Evelyn member, this is all structured for you. You can take the schedule builder. If you haven't done that, it's it's in the forums tab. You can take the schedule builder and all of that is structured for you. And then on your recovery days, you can do some easy walks or some easy yoga or easy bike rides or, or anything like that. So it's all structured. It is amazing to me how many people just go to the gym and wing it, which used to be me. I used to like wing it, whatever. Or even if you're using something like class pass and you're going to a bunch of different group fitness classes, those group fitness classes might not be programmed together, right? So you could go to one studio that's, you know, full body, really cooking your glutes. And then the next day you could go to another studio that works the same muscle group, right? So you could be kind of spinning in that chronic inflammation, But I will say like, I'm not definitely not knocking group fitness. I obviously love group fitness. And if it gets you moving and is enjoyable, totally fine. But I think that the more specific and defined your planning and your programming, the more specific and defined your body becomes. So if we can get really good at our planning and get really intentional with our programming, I think the results are optimal. So here are a few things to keep in mind about programming. Number one, you choose a workout schedule that you can actually stick to. And I think a lot of us get, especially if you're just starting to work out and you're having trouble staying consistently consistent, I recommend just starting with like two or three days of workouts and just getting, getting really good at that, making that a habit. And then you can slowly add more if you want. A lot of people find that they're like, Oh, this, you know, it almost like becomes fun later. And if, if you've been consistent, consistently working out, you know what I mean, but it becomes almost fun. And then you may want to add more, but you certainly don't have to. So what we recommend is three, four, or five days of strength training per week. And then we recommend at least two days of recovery where you're just walking or you're doing bike rides that anything that's like easy, gentle movement. So that's, that's number one is pick a workout schedule that you're actually going to stick to. Sounds obvious, but I think people get over ambitious there. Number two, you avoid overuse. So this means that let's say Monday you are like cooking your biceps. You're really working biceps and your biceps are super fatigued and cooked by the end of your workout. You don't want to work. You don't want to turn around on Tuesday and work your biceps again on Tuesday. So we want to make sure that we are giving those muscle groups the appropriate time to heal. So this is at least one day, preferably two days or longer in between where you're working a muscle group. 
How we do it in Evlo is we work any given muscle group one, maybe two times per week. So in there's days in between when we, if, if we're going to work them again. So if we work glutes on Monday, you know, we might not work glutes again until Thursday or Friday. If we really worked them hard on Monday, then we might not work them until the following Monday. So this is key. And again, this is something that a lot of people don't do. Okay. Number three for programming is to do more strength than cardio and strength training to me. And I know this is controversial is one of the most important things we can do as we age. And a lot of times when we're doing too much cardio, it can actually inhibit or impede our recovery from our strength training. So it can backtrack us. And I also always recommend to not fall into the trap that doing more cardio leads to faster weight loss. You do not need to do any cardio to lose weight. Weight loss is not from a lack of exercise. Weight loss is from eating too much or eating the wrong things, right? So we don't need to do more and more and more cardio not saying cardio is bad, but we just want to dose it appropriately for our bodies. I've done podcasts about cardio that I will link in the show notes. If you want to go back and figure out kind of how to dose cardio appropriately for your body. Okay. And then the last thing that's important with programming is that you don't worry about the length of time you're working out. Worry about if you're getting enough load and stress to the muscle. And that can be done in as little as 15 minutes if you're using your time wisely and using the tools that I teach like perceived effort, which I'll talk about here in a second. Okay. So that's basic number one, which is programming. Super important. Something that a lot of people neglect seems obvious, but I think, you know, the more intentional we can be, the better your results. All right. Basic number two is exercise selection. This is something that is controversial in the fitness world, but I firmly believe that not all exercises are created equal because we as humans are, you know, on earth, we are subject to gravity and with gravity comes different physics principles and physics exercises, physics, right? So we're basically trying to move load away from gravity using muscle contractions. So some exercises will load muscles more effectively than others. And some exercises will, you know, stress joints more than others. So the goal is that we choose exercises that load muscles effectively and minimize stress to the joints. So we want to load muscles and minimize wear and tear and stress to the joints. So I won't get into biomechanics and physics of all of this in this episode, but here are a few rules of thumb when it comes to exercise selection. So number one, every exercise should feel two things, satisfyingly challenging to your muscles and comfortable or pain-free to your joints. So satisfyingly challenging for your muscles. Have you ever done an exercise and you're like, Ooh, like that just feels good. Like my muscles on fire, but it's like in a satisfying, good way. That's what we want to search for. We don't want you to be doing an exercise and you're like, what are we working here? Like what's going on? Like I, I'm moving and my heart rate's up a little bit, but I don't really feel what I'm supposed to feel. So we really want every exercise to feel challenging and satisfying to those muscles. And then comfortable or pain-free on your joints means it should feel like you're in control. It should feel like, you know, exactly, you know, where your joint position's going. It shouldn't feel like wobbly. And then, you know, it shouldn't feel painful or uncomfortable. 
So if you're not feeling those two things in every single exercise, we have a four-step process that I preach in my classes. Number one is to flex the targeted muscle as much as possible. Let's say you're working glutes, and this is a common one that people have a hard time feeling. So let's say you're doing a step up and you're working glutes. If you're not feeling glutes and you've tried the you know recommendations that I'm giving in class, like pushing your hips backwards more, hinging more from your hips and less through your knees, maybe using a wall in front of you and pressing into the wall as a counterbalance. If you're trying all of those things and you're still not feeling your glutes flex, what I like to do is come out of the exercise completely and like shake out your leg. And I know that sounds crazy, but get your muscle to completely relax. And sometimes like literally jiggling your body will help like just reset the muscle because if your body is like lightly contracting that muscle, like at baseline all the time, you might not get to that full, what's called action potential of your muscle. And your body might not have the ability to contract it very effectively. A healthy muscle can not only contract at hundred percent effort, but it can also relax at hundred percent. So touch the muscle, see if you can get it to fully let go, relax, maybe jiggle it out, shake it out a little bit. And then before you get into the exercise, let it fully relax. And then on demand, snap your fingers and just flex as hard as you can. And then once you get that going, move into the exercise, maybe take, like, keep your fingers on the muscle, keep it flexed the entire time, squeeze as much as you possibly can. So a lot of times that will solve a lot of your issues there that will not only, you know, feel more satisfying to the muscles, but a lot of times that can be more comfortable on your joints because you're actually using muscle stability. But if that doesn't work, if you've tried all of those things, that doesn't work. Step number two is to move in a smaller range of motion. So just, you know, do what you can own. If you sink too deep into an exercise, you can lose proprioception or your body's ability to sense your joint position. And a lot of times you can lose the muscle contraction. So moving in a smaller range of motion, flexing as hard as you can. Again, sometimes those two things will solve your problem. If those two things don't work, number three is to decrease the resistance that you're using. So use a lighter weight. If that's still not working, if you tried all of those three things and it's still not working, step number four is just to choose another exercise. And I try to say like, don't obsess over it. Like if you've tried those few things within like, you know, 30 seconds or so, and it's still not working, just choose another exercise, fully commit to that exercise that, you know, feels really good on your body and just get after it and go. And the more you do that in every single workout, in every single class, the better results you'll get and the better your joints will feel. And you might, you know, what I always say is like, you might find that, you go back to that exercise months later that you had a hard time with and you're able to do it now. So don't be so obsessive about the exercise itself. Yes, exercise selection is important, but notice how it's affecting your actual body. Okay, so we're so we're still on exercise selection. So another hack to, you know, stay consistent in with your workouts as far as exercise selection goes is to choose exercises that you actually like. So I often get people who are like, I hate burpees. I hate pushups. I hate planks. And you probably hate them because your brain again is wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure. 
So a lot of times those exercises probably aren't very comfortable for you. And so you don't like to do them. So don't do them. I always say, choose exercises that feel satisfying to your muscles and pain-free on your joints. Many times when you follow that four-step process that I laid out before earlier, you know, you start to enjoy exercises more. There's lots of biomechanics and physics that go into exercise selection and loading your muscles while minimizing stress to your joints. But we're not going to get into that today because we're trying to keep it a little bit more concise, but just know that exercise selection is extremely important. Okay. So basic number one, just to review how, where we've been so far is programming. So program appropriately for your body. Number two is exercise selection. Not all exercises are created equal. And I gave you some tips on how to make exercises most bang for your buck. Basic number three is progressive overload. A lot of people want to mix up their workouts, but progressive overload using similar exercises is where the magic happens. So progressive overload is where you are slowly adding more resistance as your muscles adapt to the resistance that you're using. So as you get stronger, the weight you were once able to, to lift that felt hard starts to not create as much micro damage in the muscle because you're stronger. So this means you have to slowly add more resistance or more volume. So like reps or sets in order to keep progressing and getting stronger. So my recommendation is when you, when you're like, okay, this weight is getting too light. It's time for me to add some resistance. I like to say, go up by like two to three pounds per dumbbell for your upper body. And then, you know, three to five pounds per dumbbell for your lower body. This takes time. Progressive overload takes time. You cannot rush this because you, you can't rush muscle adaptation. It's got to You got to be patient with it. So how do you know that it's time to increase your resistance? Well, number one, You got to make sure that in every exercise, no matter what resistance you're using, you are confident that you are flexing with 100% effort. I think a lot of people rely on external load more than internal load. External load is like, you know, gravity, a dumbbell, a cable, any resistance that you're using. But when you rely on both internal and external load, that's where the magic happens. That's where you create change in your muscles without wearing down your joints. So internal load is like flexing, like flexing as hard as you can, flexing that muscle as hard as you possibly can. So, you know, if you look back and you're really honest with yourself, am I flexing at hundred percent effort with the weight that I'm using? Yes or no. If you say no, then just go ahead and keep working on that with the same resistance. If you're like, yes, I am flexing with 100% effort and I still feel like my muscles aren't quite cooked at the end of the set, then you can start to add more resistance. But, you know, I think that a lot of people that are like, I'm not seeing, you know, any results. I think if you're honest with yourself, like, are you really flexing at hundred percent effort? I think a lot of those people would say, no, they're not. I will say that I've seen my body change so much and my joints feel so much better when I'm flexing as hard as possible and not relying on the dumbbell to do the work or the exercise to do the work because I've lifted a lot heavier joints than I, or a lot joints. I've lifted a lot heavier weights than I lift now. So like now what I lift for lower body is like 
25 pounds. Well, at one point I was squatting 125 pounds, right? But I'm stronger than I am. I'm stronger now than I was then. Well, how is that? Even though I'm lifting lighter weights now, it's because number one, I give my body enough space for recovery and I'm not wearing down my joints with the exercise selection that I'm doing. And number two, I'm using internal load or internal resistance to squeeze as much as possible because study after study show that, you know, if you were squeezing, you don't necessarily need super heavy weights in order to see muscle growth and hypertrophy. And also another thing that, you know, another benefit to really squeezing is that you know that when you're contracted in your muscles and you're really squeezing as much as possible, you're not just like sinking and collapsing into your joints, which can, you know, create wear and tear through the joints because muscle contraction creates space between the bones. When you contract your muscles, they physically can pull those bones apart, right? So that will create more joint space and will create less wearing through certain joint structures like cartilage, you know, bones, labrum, things like that. So if you're confident that you're flexing with 100% effort in any given exercise and the exercise still feels pretty easy by the end of like 60 or 90 seconds, then maybe you can go up a little bit in your resistance. All right. So that's progressive overload, which is basic number three. There was a lot there. <laughs> We're almost done. Basic number four is nutrition. And I'm linking a podcast that I did with Catherine Andrew in the show notes. She is a functional registered dietitian, and we talked about nutrition for muscle growth. But eating enough of the right things, you know, is key. And we can work out super hard and not see any changes in our body if we're not doing the proper, you know, if we're not eating properly. And eating can sometimes be a lot of trial and error. And that's why we have the program, the nutrition program in the Evelyn membership is because Catherine gives us lots of guidance on how to do this and how to assess your own body to know, am I eating the right things for me to be moving myself forward? Am I fueling myself properly? She gives us lots of resources for us to dive into our own bodies and answer those questions. Okay. So basic number four is nutrition. Finally, basic number five. Y'all can probably guess what it is. <laughs> it's recovery. Your workouts are only as effective as your ability to recover from them, period. I did a podcast last week. I'm getting a little sassy. I did a podcast last week about how to measure if you're recovering. Because if you're not recovering between your workouts, you won't see your body change. I work out less than I ever have. You know, I used to work out for like sometimes two, three hours a day. I work out for less time than I ever have. And because I apply these five basics, my body is stronger than it's ever been, but my joints feel great. So those are the five basics. Just to review, number one is programming, program appropriately. And number two is exercise selection. Number three is progressive overload. Number four is nutrition. And number five is recovery. So if you get those things right, you are going to see your body change. And there's a lot to each one of those things. So maybe, you know, so taking time and patience and tweaking those things and practicing those things, it might take, it might take some time, but remember that there's no winning or losing to this stuff. This is your body. This is your health. It is worth it not to rush the process and to figure out 
how to incorporate these things into your life so that you can keep progressing in a sustainable way. Okay, so seems easy enough, but what happens when these things go wrong? Because listen, we have human brains and our human brains, we like instant gratification. We like things that are easy. We like things that come quick and understanding that our brain works like that. And just being like, I hear you brain, but I'm an evolved human and I'm going to go ahead and bypass you respectfully and stay consistent. But there are so many mistakes and reasons why I think people don't stay consistent. So let's talk about those. Number one is that they're not getting results fast enough. So they either give up or they try to quote unquote, mix it up instead of staying the course and working on progressive overload. Many times you won't notice significant changes in your body until, you know, two months or longer, but most people aren't willing to be patient enough for that to happen. And they also aren't celebrating the little wins. So, you know, if you first start a strength training program, you'll start to see some cool things, but you got to be looking for them, right? So you got to be looking for increases in strength. You notice that you're able to maybe lift a little bit more than you could at the beginning. So you know, you're on the right track. If you start to see that, because as the first thing that happens is you increase in strength as your nervous system gets used to the exercises. And then if you keep going, then hypertrophy and muscle growth happens. So you've got to stay the course on that. Or maybe you notice that a joint that used to be constant, constantly niggly is, you know, less niggly or whatever it may be, but you need to search for those little wins and celebrate those because those indicate that you're on the right track. If we're just like looking at ourselves in the mirror every single day, or, you know, weighing ourselves, which a lot of us do, or measuring ourselves every single day, we're going to, we're going to get discouraged because it doesn't happen like that. Like I like to think of changes happening more quarterly. So like, you know, three months at a time versus like daily or weekly. So look at those small wins, like, Oh, my back used to always bug me. It's bugging me less now. Huh? That's amazing. And you Evelyn members are so good at posting those little wins to the private Facebook group and inspiring others. So keep going with that. So that's number one is that you're not getting results fast enough. So people try to mix it up or they give up altogether. Number two thing that I commonly see why, why people aren't staying consistent is that they're more concerned with their workouts being entertaining instead of effective. And I think this goes back to like your workouts being fun. I think, I think that for some people just getting them moving is amazing. And and sometimes it has to be fun or else they won't do it. So I'm not knocking like fun workouts. I think sometimes that's what you need, but if you're looking for specific goals, like muscle hypertrophy, like what's our goal for our program, we're more focused with the program being effective than it being like entertaining. And you can have both, right? So sometimes it means like putting on some fun music while you're taking class or taking class from an instructor that you love or, you know, whatever it may be. But I think, you know, we, and Evelyn would try to be as entertaining as possible in our classes, but at the end of the day, you know, we want, we want to see results. So it's worth it to keep an, keep your eye on the ball and keep showing up. And I always say like, if you're like dragging, um, co- going to a class and you know, your body feels good, your body feels recovered. It's not that it's just that you like, you don't want to work out, um, which happens to all of us, including me. So you know, we're all humans, right? But 
I think when you have those days where you're not super excited to work out, start by just doing one little thing at a time. Start by putting on your workout clothes. Okay. Check. I did that. Step two is unrolling my mat. Okay. I did that. Step three is opening my computer and selecting the class, right? And just create like little tiny steps. That's a big tip for staying consistent. And then what's great about the Evlo workouts is that we start really slow. We start with breath work and we start with mobility. So we're not like going to get in there and like freak out your body right away. So we start slow. And then by the time you know it, you know, you're, you're lifting and you're cooking your muscles and then 30 minutes passes and you're done. So, um, that is, that is a big thing that I see is that people are like, I I want my workouts to be entertaining more than effective. Reason number three, why I think people aren't consistent is that they go from nothing. So no exercise or very infrequent exercise to way too much and they burn themselves out. So be cautious of those programs that are like insane for like 30 days. Like they're like, okay, you're not doing anything right now, but I want you to jump into, you know, 30 minute crazy hit classes every single day where you're doing max effort. And what happens is your joints in your body is like, excuse me, can we not like your, your body goes into survival mode because it's, it's not used to this. Your body likes to have changes happen really gradually. So if you want to be, you know, if you want to exercise for the rest of your life, which I think should be the goal for everyone, we got to start slower than that. And we got to ease in, in ways that don't just freak out your body and put it in survival mode. Because remember that your brain is wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So if you want exercise to be a lifelong thing that feels effortlessly intertwined into your life, you got to start slow and you got to apply those five basics that I talked about earlier. All right. Reason number four, they stop getting sore. So they assume their workouts aren't working anymore. Oh, this is such a big one. Soreness means very little about muscle damage. So many studies have shown that soreness almost means nothing about the effectiveness of your workouts. And what will happen is if you're applying the five basics, you'll probably get less sore as your body gets used to the movements. Um, I still get sore from time to time and that's okay, but don't give up if you aren't getting sore. If you go back to basic number three about progressive overload and making sure that you're cooking your muscles after every set and feeling really fatigued close to failure after every set, that's how you know you've done enough to create strength in your muscles. And the final reason why I think people are not consistent with their workouts is that they're showing up to every workout thinking that they need to give 100% or why bother. And oh, this is such a big one because if we want to be consistent, it's inevitable where you'll have days where your 100% feels like, you know, 50% of your baseline. It's like, I am dragging today. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to lower my baseline a little bit and I'm going to do what I can today. Maybe that means I'm going to use body weight. Maybe that means I'm only going to do one set and then skip to the cool down. We're going to have days like that. And that is totally fine stepping on your mat and doing something. If you can, maybe it's just breath work and mobility is amazing because, you know, we're humans, which means we have ups and downs and we will have days where we're operating above our baseline, where we're 
feeling fantastic and energetic and motivated. And maybe those are the days you take advantage of like really getting after it. So it's just about showing up and giving what you have on any given day, not thinking that it needs to be an all or nothing and not beating ourselves up for, you know, not giving more and more and more of ourselves. This is where the you've done enough philosophy that I preach comes in. So, you know, whatever you do in your workouts is enough. So sometimes it means, dang, I'm really getting after it. Dang, that that workout was really effective. I feel super cooked in my muscles. And then there's days where you're like, honestly, like I just got to move today. (laughs) I just got to breathe today. So showing up for yourself, whether it's 50% of your baseline or 120% of your baseline, just showing up. All right. So those are some of the most common reasons I think people aren't consistent and some ways to get around it. So just to review five basics are number one, programming program. So you are not overusing your muscles. You're programming in recovery days. You're picking a workout schedule. That's going to be sustainable in your life. Number two, exercise selection. You're choosing exercises that feel comfortable on your joints and satisfying to your muscles. You are not doing exercises that you hate right? Because we're trying to rewire our brain's association to exercise and our brain is wired to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So if your workouts are filled with exercises that you hate, you're not going to stay consistent. Number three is progressive overload, slowly adding more resistance. If we are confident that we're flexing at 100% effort. Number four is nutrition, eating enough, fueling with the right things. Number five is recovery. Again, we preach to take around two-ish recovery days. Some people might need more. Some people might only need one, but prioritizing your recovery. I linked a podcast in the show notes that I did last week all about how to measure your recovery. So that's the the episode for today. If you want to join us January 3rd for our foundations program, we would love to have you. January 3rd, 2022. I realize people might be listening to this, I guess, in a year. So January 3rd, 2022, I want this to be the final time you start an exercise program. This is the time that you start and you just don't stop for the rest of your life for here on out. And that's my goal really for each and every one of you. And if you're already exercising, but you're not applying the five basics and you're not an Evlo member, I'm not sure why (laughs) we would love to have you an Evlo. It's evlofitness.com. You can try us for seven days for free. And that is it. We will see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.